Hey, I'm Pat B. Adam Willis is out again, fighting the good fight for America, for his country. I'm going to stop talking. You're listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Dude, every week it becomes like some other mix-up and things. I'm sorry, I'm not perfect. I'm only one man. I can only do so much. <laughs> oh, sorry, I lost my head for a second there. I don't know what was going on. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. On the side of me, I looked to my left, my main man, my homeboy, my secondary in charge of secondary affairs and events. We call him leader of the F Troop. You've been promoted, my friend. The Look secondary my... of secondaries. The secondary I of like secondaries. Yeah, you are the singularity of secondary of exponential deuces. That makes me uh, fourth. You're a quadruple banana. Yeah, two bits. Oh, all right, right there is the man, just Johnny. How you doing? Yo, yo. Hey. And also in-house, I look across this the table at these two sexy individuals. I'm talking, of course, about James. Jake. No, Jenkins. Charles. Jehoshaphat. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about Jebediah. Sorry, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Jake. Hey, man, how you doing? Oh, so good. All right. So good. And Kev Mo. I am doing great as well. Cool. Jake and Kevin are here from Lay Waste Games. They're going to give us the latest and the lowdown on Dragoon, a game we actually checked out not too long ago. We actually had rave reviews, man. The thing was fun as hell. I can't wait to find out what's new with it. Can't wait to tell you. Ah, good stuff. <laughs> and also, they're going to give us the uh, inside stuff on what you guys might be presenting at Gen Con. Is that right? That is correct. Oh, yeah. fantastic. A little sneak peek. I'm semi there already, man. I can't. Right I'm, I'm excited. All right. And also, as always, we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. We have news. We have reviews. I forgot to actually mention what you're reviewing tonight. You want to give the people the inside the inside information? Sure, I'll be reviewing a game called uh, Star Crusade CCG. It's a uh, PC game that's a trading card game, kind of like uh, Hearthstone. Cool, cool. It's a combo, right? I played it at uh, PAX, and we didn't get a chance to do a review back then. Yep. So I'm kind of excited to see what you've um, been able to uh, uncover in the time since then and now. Yeah, it's, it's in early access right now on Steam, and it's they've been improving it uh, throughout the time, and it's... Um, it's definitely a playable game, even back in Paxi's mm-hmm. time, uh, and now it's it's better. But uh, there's there's definitely some things to talk about with it, uh, mainly how much Hearthstoney it is. You're, you're <laughs> telling me it's it's a Hearthstone-like game that's Hearthstoney with a little bit of Hearthstone flavor shown in yeah, Hearthstone-esque-ness. Yeah. All right, we'll go in detail in a little bit. First, let's jump into some news real quick, because the first news story is kind of trippy. Uh, I love the movie The Wolf of Wall Street. It's just a great story about a very bad individual who you can't help but root for. Well, <laughs> dig this. In a case of art imitating life, excuse me, life imitating art, uh, the FBI seized assets of Wolf of Wall Street producer Red Granite. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one of the biggest asset seizures in U.S. history, uh, federal prosecutors will file civil lawsuits against Red Granite Pictures. Uh, now, billions of dollars have been drained from a Malaysian government fund since 2009. It turns out the money trail led back uh, to Red Granite co-founder, the Red Granite um, production company co-founder, dude named Riza Aziz. Aziz's stepfather is the prime minister of Malaysia. Oh so he's God. got Yeah. So he's got pull in all those facets. And uh, the money that was supposed to help the country, country's economy through this, uh, through this fund, the foundation, actually ended up being used, that were being invested into a real estate here in America, in uh, New York and Los Angeles. They bought a bunch of houses and like pumped it through there. Your basic money laundering mafia stuff. Wait a minute, wasn't this the plot of Zoolander? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was the prime yeah. minister of Malaysia. They, they were going to assassinate him. It, is that art yeah. imitating life, imitating art there's, right there? there? There's no derelict involved here. 
I don't know. I think somebody was derelict of their duties, and I, I find it interesting. I mean, it's a terrible thing that just happened. Are we but talking yeah. the new Zoolander? Because No, I mean the original one. Derek Zoolander, is, they're training him to program him like Manchurian Candidate style to kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia. Because <laughs> in the movie, he's going to reform sweatshop labor, sweatshop labor rules. So the writer has... And the fashion uh... industry will crumble because they won't be able to exploit <laughs> cheap labor. But in reality, uh, Hollywood or real estate people are exploiting Malaysia. Oh my, this is... well It's the, foresight right there. Well, wow. the, the last bit of this is that uh, part of those funds were actually... Uh, <laughs> uh, were actually bequeathed to Martin Scorsese. What? Uh, Martin Scorsese's company to actually make the movie Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, well, that's just... Yeah. That's just... That's just an irony cake right there. That is the icing on, oh my God. You're telling me, man. I'm wondering if that went into the funding of Zoolander 2 is like the perfect cover is to actually release a fiction film that's so ridiculous no one will ever believe we're pulling this off. Yeah. Like D.B. Cooper buying was... stock in Boeing or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was ghostwritten by a CIA guy. Jeez. Right? Yeah. Oh, wait, there, there is an actual icing on this cake. What do you got, man? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There's more? It gets well, better. It, it, it just gets a little sweeter, man. Um, oh, I like dig this. this. Now, the mo- the film is deemed... Oh, what's on Wolf of Wall Street? The, 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 the film is deemed too raunchy and was not allowed to be screened in Malaysia. So in the country <laughs> founding, funding all this, yeah, they can't even see the sucker. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I have a confession. I haven't seen it either. Wolf of Wall but- Street or Zoolander? Uh, I've seen Zoolander. That's how I know the the, the plot. I oh, haven't no, seen. You could have read a Wikipedia page, I've, man. I've seen it. It's one of my favorite movies. I oh, love okay, it. okay. Who starred in Zoolander? No, uh, no, no. Even better. What was the main character's name? Derek Zoolander. Bull stuff, man. <laughs> His name was Hank Scorpio. He ran an organization with. I was just going to say. His name is Rufus Sanchez. I'm amazed that movie was released in America with the infamous cocaine uh, from the butt scene in that movie. The fact that that is in a movie and that is that like that is the most decadent crazy thing movies banned in malaysia but this is what you remember that's all i i know and it's also cocaine and money and embezzlement but i don't know why that makes it into a movie cocaine on the butt that seems pretty out of out of (laughs) it you can Google it, folks. I don't. I no, don't want to yeah, get into graphic I detail. About, I, mean, I don't want that in my search history. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your word for it. All right, that's Scarface. Yeah, we're okay here. Yeah, I just Chrome find it interesting. Incognito. The country that funded this movie against its will, uh, it was too raunchy. Yet we are able to see it, and there were some very valid reasons why it is raunchy. Oh, of course. Hey, would you prefer we are denied this uh, this bit of treasure? No, no, we need it. Because <laughs> it's not, because uh, obviously not being given back to Malaysia. <laughs> oh, you see what it is there? Put up. Wow. I'm sorry, that was terrible. I should not be given a form for these things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, as of right now, the case is ongoing. They actually just filed recently. And I can't wait to see how this pans out, man, because it sounds like the Malaysian dude is the main mastermind here, but this goes to the level of prime minister, which as I understand, we in America don't have a prime minister, but that's like POTUS level, maybe beyond. That's probably like uh, a little bit above secretary of state almost. A little bit above secretary of state. Prime minister? I'd say it's right around there. So first lady status then. Yeah. First lady's got the POTUS by the balls, man. You know, you know, you know Mm. it's true. Maybe VP. Maybe VP? Maybe VP. The vice president's wife. Is there a title for that? Second, second lady. Second lady. Second lady. We're just gonna say it's second lady. It is now. It's not like we have phones in our hands. Well, I think it would no, make I, sense. I mean, you're the vice president. You're second in line, and mm-hmm. if they're the wife of the president or the 
husband of the president, if a female president, your mm-hmm. first husband for or first man, I guess, first man, first lady, that uh, that you would just go down and be second lady. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. We'll call her call her Zena then. Call her Zena. <laughs> yeah. I think that's Vice a cooler Zena. title than second go. second person. They should just give them like badass titles. Vice, like, wait, Vicena. Wait, no, that like a viceroy. They should be. They should get stuff like that. Viceroy. Hon- honorary viceroy. Honorary. Honorary. Honorary, honorary Gaylord. Baron, honorary Gaylord. Baron or Duchess. I don't know. Duchess. Bar- Baron von Duchess. Nobody knows what a Duchess or a Baron does anyway. So we should, we should just give that title to somebody. Make no, no. We know what Duchesses do. Wait, they, wait, hold on. They hold get hold a hold bunch hold of virgin girls. They hmm. they kill them. They drain their blood and they bathe in it. That's no, what that's what a Baroness does. Ah, yeah, that's no. the Baroness. Uh, a, I was confusing. Yeah, so I was no, confusing. No, no. My, my a Baron bathing. makes pizza. Yep. And a duchess makes uh, uh makes, To makes be fair, cigars. a baron can also fly those old timey biplanes. <laughs> only only if they're red. If they're red. And racist. And, was All he right, racist? So, I mean, just because he's German doesn't necessarily I mean, okay, that's I like eighty five percent chance. Because it's like a, World War One. I. I think they were probably like, They're racist and we fly biplanes. Mm. That's what German stereotypes are now, and we have pointy helmets. Your helmet is pointy. You hate the Jews. No, no, it's, not, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stylistic choice. I swear. Really, really, Hans. Just call it Bismarck Pizza. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna quit before someone makes an oven joke, and move on to the next oh news God. story. A Japanese politician wants to turn Tokyo into dig this anime land as a means of boosting the anime industry, supporting Comicets, aka uh, Comic Market, the world's largest uh, doujinshi fair. Japanese comics. Um, former Japanese defense minister Yuriko Koiki wants to turn the nation's capital into a theme park uh, convention oh, uh, headquarters. Okay. You heard about this? No, I was worried for a second when he said he wanted to turn it into an... A- I thought he was going to transform reality into animation. No. And no. I got excited and terrified at the same time because I know the level of technology they have in Japan with battle mechs that they might be able to warp reality and turn people into cartoons. Oh, gee. Well, but I'm a little relieved that they're not going to turn people into cartoons against their will. Not cartoons, at least. <laughs> that, Jap- that Michael Jackson robot's still on the table, though. Ooh, I'd turn uh, me into that. Well, Yuriko, she is currently running for Tokyo governor, so it's suspected that this might be a campaign stunt. But regardless, it's been raising a lot of questions as to whether or not the poor industry working conditions uh, will be addressed. So they're trying to make this an actual political standpoint versus, yeah, sure, we'll actually go out of our way to make this city a huge tourist trap, even more so than it is, because we're talking about friggin' Japan. Will they address a lot of the working conditions for some of the lower class, the middle class, people who actually suffer on a day-to-day basis and definitely improve, greatly improve the uh, conditions for folks who are working in things like sweatshops, who deal with subpar conditions, commuting, health care, basically to improve quality of life for these workers because this could be an entirely new industry mm-hmm. and it would require entirely new protocols. So, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it's an entirely new industry. I mean, Japan does have a lot of uh, bars, like very large arcadey bars. Uh, there's some that you can go to where it's like purely mech themed. I don't believe that, Johnny. Anime is completely new to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait for video games to hit Japan. I think, they're, mm. I think they mm. will really enjoy take them. Off. Yeah, they might even have a future in robotics if they play their cards right. Yeah. I'd say this politician's probably like 10, 15, maybe 20 years too late. Too late? For, oh, too yeah, late. for Japan, maybe. Like, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to make a theme park yeah. that people like video games and anime in Japan. I think you're right. They're like, yeah. yeah, we invented liking them and <laughs> invented that thing. Maybe a place like Korea or maybe Malaysia. 
Yeah, yeah they have all that money that they're just giving away, and they don't even want to watch the movies that they're funding. Yeah. Why not? Well, you know what They need so, their I, own Euro <laughs> Disney. We need to make a theme park that no one will come to, much like Euro Disney. Oh, don't do don't say that. You know, what, you know what? I think Australia should probably take a theme park like this. Because anime is pretty happy, pretty fun, yeah. right? And what better place to put it than the most dangerous place in the world, right? Why well, should just do that, but with Mad Max? I mean, I think that's just what everybody thinks of Australia. Oh. Is they just think that it's on fire and made out of cars. You're telling and, me it's not? tires, yeah. Yeah, tires. I think it's just, it should be. They should just be like, let's just go with what everybody thinks of us. Deadly snakes, <laughs> sharks, tire fires, and leather daddies well, firing crossbow guns. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm, guns I'm that fire sure crossbows. That... Or crossbows that fire guns. Then. Crossbows that fire guns? Gun crossbow, crossbow guns. <laughs> I like the crossbows I, that shoot guns. I like They're I, super cross dangerous. Guns. I like that concept. Yeah. Uh, crossbows that shoot guns, but the guns shoot knives. Oh my god, it's like a turducken of death. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Can we, if we can find some way to make the knives like combustible, so they catch fire once they hit oxygen, the second they leave the gun, whoosh. So flaming knives. If we could have those all embedded in a shark, that that would be. That would be the apex. Okay, right now, patent pending. Patent pa pending. Pa patent pending. Patent pending. There we go. <laughs> Omega Shark. You heard and it, it also first. has only one eye, and it has an eye patch, just so it just looks that much more fearsome. Oh, gee, there's an American dad joke in here, too, somewhere. Probably. Um, all right, we've gotten way off the point of this story that I, I, I acknowledge wasn't the most prestigious to begin with, but at the very least probably deserves a little more prestige than knives being shot, than flaming knives being shot from miniguns. It's a crossbow that fires from. guns that shoots knives. All inside a great white shark that's one-eyed. Oh, jeez. I think it should be uh, inside of a kangaroo. Okay, yeah. That 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 it's that, that's <laughs> it's purely all Joey. Shark, yeah. It's Joey is a great white. You <laughs> sold me, but tell me more. <laughs> I feel like we've written Sharknado Seven. Oh my God! Get sci-fi on the t get them on the phone. Oh, I actually think I I think I met a guy that wrote one of those Sharknados when I was in L.A. last week. You I met him at the mental hospital. Not. No, he was a real person. He works for the Hallmark Channel. He's oh. an awesome dude. Seven might already exist. I hope it does. <laughs> I hope it. They had they had the balls to call number three. Oh hell no! I'm I'm upset number I'm upset number number four wasn't O F yes, but they but they had to go with like an outdated pop culture reference. But so so I think seven will be back to basics. And back to ba basics. Base, basics being the the sharks that can fire projectile weapons out of their mouth. Mm. For yeah. some reason, basics, right? Basics. Well, well, well. I'm, 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 I imagine a whale. They'll incorporate different kinds of sharks. So a whale shark will pick up a great white shark that already has like a nurse shark in its uh, like in its fins that'll have all evolved in the fists, holding it by the two penises as like a grip because nurse sharks have two penises. They do. And that'll be like they do. And oh, wow. one will be like the handle. The other one will be like the trigger. Uh -huh. And then it's like the the the, the great white shark will squeeze the uh, the nurse shark <laughs> penises, and that's how you fire the crossbows out of the shark's <laughs> mouth. And then. Um, I'm trying to think how in midair you get the crossbows to fire the guns. The gun is sideways, just so people know it's not ridiculous like the handle, because then the well, string it's, won't fire it. It's on its side or it's on its tip, so you can use the handle of the gun to aim. Of just, course. Just, well, no, just, no, otherwise, just, if, otherwise it would be ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, it's not gangster if you don't hold it's, the sideways. Yeah, exactly. How if it's sideways or that? if it's on its, on its head, that's how it's going to fire with the string. Otherwise, it would be ridiculous. If you have the handle and you pull the, the release the crossbow, the gun would just fall over. Of course. Why, why do you know science. that a shark has two penises? I'm, I'm curious I, about I, I that I watch now. PBS, man. Okay, don't take it to the dirty place. What's wrong with you? Well, no, I'm I'm curious. Like, well, now that that's we've, not a fact that now that we've heard that fact, now that we've heard mm -hmm. that yep. fact, we cannot unlearn that because yes. that is any, the weirdest. Any, 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 that is anybody, the weirdest thing. Anybody that's Google, Google nurse shark, 
and you will find this factoid. Johnny's trying to make me look like some kind of perv, because no, I know. Look, I, I'm 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 with you from now on, and and you like okay. from now on. If there's ever a subject matter that pops up and we start talking about sharks, I'm gonna make We're, sure they know that a shark has two penises. <laughs> that's the nurse that, shark. That's, that, that's the fact you've taken from all this. Yes. We're talking crossbows that shoot guns that shoot that flaming is the knives. Only fact that we've been talking about right now is about. <laughs> Wait, are you saying it's not possible to have a crossbow that shoots a gun and a gun that in turn shoots a dagger? I believe we can make a that happen. A flaming dagger. A fl yes, mm -hmm. thank you. Way to yes and. I'm right here with you. We're, We're like right the here. Republicans that are, that, are, that are committed to how we feel about things, and mm -hmm. if we feel hard enough about it, it becomes a fact. Pat, <laughs> Pat and I are like, if there's something that we can dream we can make that a reality. Exactly. Try to and understand. Neil deGrasse Tyson and LeVar Burton have signed off on this. Yeah. All right? Johnny, take a look, man. It's in a book. That makes it We have gotten so far off the point of the story. I, 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 it's not even funny. I, actually, um, I think we're hitting hand. it on the head. You know, it's a pretty ridiculous story. I mean, it fits anime. Right? Yeah. Very ridiculous. We didn't. We didn't go to the tentacle route, though. So we, we well, 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 to, Amy, Amy couldn't mentioned. make it on this show, so I mean, that's her specialty. Yeah, yeah she's. Um, our, so anime, we wish her well. Expert. She's she's feeling a little unwell, um, but Hi, no Amy. one knows more than about anime than Amy. That's true. Amy that, that'll be a ride on the theme park. That'll be a ride on. The Get groped. By <laughs> Get groped by a nurse shark. <laughs> no, by the tentacles. Get groped by the tentacles. That'd it's a theme a park, anime theme park. You gotta have the tentacles. That'd be a great way, like when you're doing like your luggage or coat check. Like you, you get on the ride and like the tentacles just like come and take your coat <gasps> oh, or your oh, hat. Like what? a yeah. speaking. I think oh, Johnny has something to say. Speaking of the double, the double shark penis, right? We can tie this. <laughs> we can't get away from it. <laughs> we we almost, we right almost got away. Anime. So close oh, to free and clear. See, you're like back into anime. Ready? You know he's gonna have a game talk about it. Some double shark penis. Right. Bible black, yeah. double lady penis. Boom. The two are related. Hi, Mom, if you're listening. <laughs> okay, so I got to see a movie this weekend. Oh, what um, movie did you see? I got to see Absolutely Fabulous, the movie. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can tell you're excited. Exclamation. I, I was. I, the show was very funny. The show, the show was, was hilarious. Um, yeah. Absolutely Fabulous was a show uh, on air on uh, British television and then ported over here in America to certain networks. Not everyone may have seen it. I actually didn't catch on to Absolutely Fabulous until it was uh, syndicated on Comedy Central. Me too. In the oh, okay, you too? Yeah, I, I saw. I, I, I wouldn't call myself like an Ab Fab fan, but mm -hmm. it is a funny. It's the show is. Yeah, you awesome. don't you don't look like a uh, like 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 a woman or <laughs> I, yeah, gay I, male or gay male, and I don't look. I don't look smashed on two plus. bottles of vodka. Yeah, uh, but it is a hilarious show, and I and I caught it on Comedy Central when they'd have like a block of that and Kids of the Hall. Yeah, it's dude, a great show. It was it's Kids hilarious. in the Hall. The um, there was a show called Soap. Oh yeah, uh, so it's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, Short attention span theater with Mark Maron. Yeah, like classic <laughs> comedies. Oh my god, we're just gonna let's. Well, Faulty Tower. Uh, all, yeah. the, all this Ooh, was gold, and one of the and one of the pin, one of the staples of this was a show called Absolutely Fabulous yes. about two women, uh, Patsy and, and Adina, mm -hmm. uh, whose lives are somehow a functional train wreck. Yeah, it was. They are rich as hell. They're in fashion and perpetually drunk. They're mm -hmm. per it's just riding a roller coaster of excess, and it's hilarious. You, you know what's messed up? That is the perfect description of absolutely fabulous. And I realize now the sad tragedy of it is you actually just described um, what's what's her name, Chris Jenner, on uh, Keeping <laughs> Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> like that is the re that, that's how it come full, her, it's come full circle. Her life is the documented. Absolutely fabulous. <laughs> Only less interesting. I think that's why Absolutely Fabulous was such a funny show. Is like they're skewering that type of like 
rich, famous person. Mm -hmm. And then, like we were saying earlier, is life imitating the art that came out 10 years, 15 years before? Or is it like, was the art even more of a documentary than people gave it credit for, even though it was in another country? Well, you're about to find out because in this motion picture that's come out, I think the last episode of Ab Fab may have actually been around like 2002. Mm-hmm. Which means this movie may or may not have been 14 years, 14 plus years in the making. Wow. Um, but the actual plot synopsis, anyone who's unfamiliar with the show, is we describe the show, well, all these years later, now, <clears throat> after attracting both media and police attention for accidentally knocking Kate Moss into the River Thames, <laughs> Adina and Patsy hide out in the south of France. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's the plot of the movie. <laughs> like, we, we come to find, I mean, there's, there's, there's a little more, but by a little more, I mean... They're still like, they're still pretty rich, but they're in like the last vestiges of their endless droves of cash. We find out where that came from. There's ex-husbands and ex-boyfriends and alimony being paid that now can't be paid because of certain changes people have decided to make. Is it Brexit's fault? Ah. (laughs) Oh, actually, that would have been great for some social commentary. Except this is not Blackadder. This is, or Doctor Who. This is absolutely fabulous. Um, so it's more think Trump jokes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but dude, no, I actually I had a great time in this. Cool. Uh, I will say right off the bat, this was a good movie. If you're an absolutely fabulous fan, mm-hmm. I am an absolutely fabulous fan. Mm-hmm. Yet somehow still a hetero male. I'm not sure how that works. You can, but so am I. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you're it doesn't border, turn you're, you're, you're you gay there. or into I'm, a, I'm looking uh, at that hairstyle, sir. Woman. Okay, you are no by no means the poster child. All right. Of what uh, heterosexuality? Yeah, have a which, beard. Which, 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 yeah, but <laughs> you got a man it's, it's, bun. It's coupled with a man bun. Okay, you're not. No, fooling, you're I not don't. Fooling, I have a 1980s action hero ponytail right now. <laughs> These guys are trying to make fun of me because I was I, I couldn't get my man bun to work today, <laughs> and I said I've got a 1980s action hero villain ponytail, <laughs> much I mean, I like Steven gay. Seagal. <laughs> no, you didn't. You saw that beard, and you're like. You're like, hmm, Where's, he, he, he's an otter if this anything. Guy's, this guy's about to take control over this building. Yeah, this, guy, this guy's 10 this guy, pounds guy's, away from a grizzly bear. Yeah, he's he's going to fight Detective John McClane on the rooftop, isn't he? Oh. This, this is Hans Gruber, too. Mm. He, he needs a train with some dynamite. If I was gay, I think I would be much better dressed and take better care of myself, since we're being stereotypical. No, man, you're, you're, you're in rehearsals. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. You're just a bear. I'm you're just, just, oh, I'm a. I'm, am a I a bear? I'm, I thought. Yeah. I what, guess what's I'm the cuddlier version of the bear? The little bear? Was it like a An otter. An otter. An otter is the hybrid of the two. Yeah. The mesomorph. Look at it this way. If anything, if anything, um, you're not quite a bear, but you're not quite an otter. You're you're more like a red panda. I'm a tanuki. Is yeah, that what it is? He's a tanuki. <laughs> Pretty close. Oh, is that what, right? Isn't that what the red panda is? Is that the tanuki? No, they're, they're, the they're different, but they're, they're kind different? of similar. Yeah, they are yeah, different. Pretty but. much. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> One can turn into a stone statue. Exactly, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, that's the only tanuki I know of. <laughs> that's me too. <laughs> or, well, I thought it was somewhat loosely based on an actual creature. Uh, Sorry, Japan. Anime. We know nothing about your culture except what video games and anime it's, tells it's, us. it's a fat Italian guy in a, in a raccoon suit. I'm fairly certain that's not where you can go for your animal accuracy in the in the that's not wild. Is that kingdom. why that animal species is dying out? It's just an old Italian guy in a suit. Man, <laughs> Jack Hanna is rolling over in his grave. Just go to Chuck E. Cheese. You'll find plenty of tanuki there. <laughs> the joke there was he's not dead. Okay, so absolutely fabulous. The movie I enjoyed the hell out of this thing. This was 
nostalgia out the walls for me, dude. Yeah. I, I, I I was basically back watching those old episodes on Comedy Central, laughing my ass off, had my popcorn. You know what? Um, like I said, it is pretty much a love letter to oh, uh, absolutely fabulous fans. Mm-hmm. This gave ni- a nice bit of closure to uh, Patsy and Nadine's story. Cool. Um, also, to, to, to everybody, to Safi. Uh, there's a new um, assistant in the mix named Bubble. Uh, oh, dude, the cameos in this left and right people, people you would expect mm-hmm. to see if Absolutely Fabulous had like years of pull and just a wild budget, but would never think would actually do an Ab Fab movie mm-hmm. unless maybe they had years of pull and uh, incredible budget. And lo and behold, bam, like, dude, I don't want to spoil anything, but oh, so many people, including out of, uh, of, all, of all folks who had a pretty prominent role in this, Lulu. Uh-huh. Who was a singer in the '60s? Um, the only thing I know her for, I know her for, for really being uh, uh, um, widely known, is the um, the man with the golden gun theme song. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was her. Um, oh, right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if uh, anyone's a Bond, not a Bond fan, if anyone's a um, well, Sydney Poitier fan, uh, she was one of the kids, one of the main kids in To Sir with Love, the original. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, she was in the, in this movie with a pretty prominent role, so I guess I can spoil that one. But several others, dude. Um, nah, screw it. Uh, Dame uh, Judy, uh, Dame Edna, um, R- Dame Edna, Dame Edna, Joan oh. Collins, Graham Norton popped out of nowhere, was funny, and then gone. Oh, I you love know. that guy. Yeah, and there was references to the show. The acting was exactly what you'd expect. If anything, I would call this more like a really long episode of the show. To round it out to give it closure so there a little be it's a, this was essentially uh serenity to ab fab firefly mm. oh mm. wow yeah yeah pretty much it's a movie we never expected them to make that wrapped up a story we never expected them to wrap up and it did it kind of neatly with uh, several unexpected turns and twists here and there the acting wasn't completely spot on but then again it's been a long time and a long progression mm-hmm. and mostly i think the reason to go see this i am recommending folks see it but only if they're AbFab fans. Anyone who's not would be completely confused out. as to why they're there in the first place. Yeah, it's not even about missing out. The story would be pretty confusing because it relies so heavily on people understanding the dynamic of the show, people watching the show, and knowing that it's a comedy. Yeah. And by that I mean a lot of insults are traded, a lot of the relationships are dark. Yeah, and if yeah. you're not aware that at some point there was a laugh track here and a laugh track there, this would be just frightening yeah yeah so go netflix binge it and then see the movie um yes actually uh just to familiarize yourself but honestly if you're not familiar by now don't even bother if you are this is a nice aperitif to the original program i call out the i call out the um the cameo specifically because it's nice to see that people of certain levels in hollywood uh who may have been fans or may just have the relationship with um, with uh, Joanna Lumley mm-hmm. and uh, 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 dang it I'm, I'm forgetting uh, okay now I'm, here's I'm a bad I'm a bad fan um, Jennifer Saunders of course yeah uh, who actually wrote and created the series uh, people who were friends of theirs were willing to take part in the project Rebel Wilson mm-hmm. funny scene there for a few, or for a few seconds mm-hmm. very memorable few seconds uh, people pop in. They pop out. Kate Moss had a pretty prominent part, mm-hmm. and that's not a spoiler or anything. The premise in the trailer was: Did they kill, did they kill Kate Moss? I think they killed Kate Moss. Get him! <laughs> and that was it. 
Nice. Everything else is like one big chase scene, uh-huh. baby spice in the sucker. <laughs> uh, it was just, just random, the most random and beautiful cameos. Love it. Uh, come to find out, doing a little research, this script was written uh, pretty much on a bet. Uh, the uh, uh, Saunders was approached by a friend who made her who made her a bet, saying, um, "Dig this," uh, in, two, in like 2014, saying, "Okay, uh, how about you write an ab fab?" Um, finale, script, full script, workable script, uh, by the end of 2015. If you can hand that uh, to me in 2015, or you give me 100,000 pounds. So she chose to actually give her the script. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Oh, and uh, here's an cute story. She gave her the script, but it was like 35 pages of actual story, and then the rest literally said blah, 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 copy and pasted <laughs> over and over again to the end. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh, you know, she's she, she's living at Fab. Nice, nice, um, nice. dude. Uh, I, I would call out performances, but not a lot of people, not a lot of these folks are actually known uh, by anyone who's not intimately familiar with the show. Um, there were folks like, uh, what's his name, Madman guy, uh, John Ham. Thank you, John yeah, Ham. Uh, he, I think this is this is his breakthrough role, right? Mm, yeah, he's, he a, was, he's uh, a nice indie actor, uh, John Ham. Keep an eye out for him. I think yeah, he's going places. He might do big things. <laughs> um, he's got a cut. Co- oh, 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 also, one thing I really love about this the show itself was television. It was censored, it was reined in, it was held back, which is something I'm usually a fan of because then they're forced to be more creative. Mm-hmm. This was a nice change because it was a one off. They're able to do whatever the hell they want. Okay. And I mean, there's bare butts all over this thing, there's, uh, there's profanity, like legit profanity. People don't give a flying foose. All right, they just have a ball. And you can tell this was a passion project where everyone's just loving their entire time there. Nice. Pretty sure when they got drunk on camera, they were actually <laughs> smashed. And it made for just a better experience. I'm starting to babble about it. All I'll say is I enjoyed the crap out of it as a fan. If I wasn't a fan and somebody dragged me to it, this still would have been a decent comedy. Mm-hmm. So I can't hate on it. I recommend anyone see it. It's absolutely fabulous. It's in theaters now, playing in a limited run, playing in a few theaters, so possibly your local indie theater will have it. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Also, slight um, little, little bit of uh, Easter, e- little Easter egg there. If you're a fan of uh, Dame Edna, uh, Dame Edna actually played two roles. One in the female persona, one in uh, his male persona. I don't think I've ever seen... I don't even know the actor that plays, who is playing Dame Edna. That's cool. I've never... Oh, it's a, guy, well, it's a guy named Barry Humphreys. Interesting. Uh, I've only yeah. seen him Barry as Damon. Oh, he's got he's got, cool. a, got a dual credit in this man. Right um, it's 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 just a love letter. Nice. It's a love letter to fans, which is refreshing to see. Cool. Uh, that is absolutely fabulous. The movie. Check it out, please, right away while it's still playing. Sweet. Um, dude, I'm I'm trying to find a graceful way to lead in to lay waste games. <laughs> That's corny as hell. I you know what is absolutely you. fabulous? <laughs> what? We have these little oh, tiny oh, metal oh, figurines oh, on oh here. Oh my God. I, I, and I wanna, that's us. I want to thank you for jumping on that grenade, Johnny. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right. Those are absolutely fabulous. They, they actually are. Oh, jeez. These okay, figures so, are for a game, right? Yes. They are for, they are for our game, Dragoon. You guys were, were here promoting it a while back. Several months back. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think mm-hmm. it was, it was before, before PAX. We were uh, we actually we, we had like, an awesome time at the show. Thanks again for having us back. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Oh. Um, what type of game is it? It is uh, it's a strategy game. Uh, it's sort of an area control combined with some you know, some luck, some strategy, there's some card play involved. So is it a card game, board game, video game? Oh, it is a tabletop board game with cards. 
With so cards. cards are featured in the board games. Yeah, these guys are talking about Dragoon. It's a game we uh, talked about here on the show a while back. We actually had a pretty solid day playing. We tried to get in a few different modes of play. Mm-hmm. We tried to we uh, tried to get as many people in the game as possible. And I think the only negative we had to say about it was we couldn't get enough people, like just uh, meleeing each other at once. Yep. <laughs> you know, because it was a fun ass time to go balls to the wall with vindictive. Uh, uh, prejudice <laughs> and, and and petty revenge nice, against nice. everybody across the table from you, right next to you. Yeah, we had a solid time, which is very surprising because we did have a small learning curve, but the game itself was one of the highest we ever, well, one of the highest reviews we ever gave, which is one of the re- main reasons we're happy to have you back. Find out awesome. what's new with Dragoon. Well, we uh, we did. Uh, recently, go to Pax East again, mm-hmm. uh, and that was uh, it was actually a really exciting time because it was uh, we had just finished our fulfillment to our Kickstarter backers, and it was the first opportunity that we had to to meet the public in person and be able to actually sell copies on the spot. We had a limited number of copies available. We were out by the second day. Yeah, Ooh, wow. rookie mistake, man. We That's actually had to cut people on the second day to go back and make more games. Mm. in box and package and then come back bright and early on the third day and immediately sold out of all of those that's within, a good sign. what two hours three hours uh, yeah a couple hours it was tough it was, yeah so they were selling like hotcakes you missed a golden so, opportunity man what you got to do is you hoard those last 10 copies and then you hold a fight club get everyone, <laughs> yeah, yeah hear me out get everyone we, dressed up in, in dragoon t-shirts and maybe some face paint and go at it we heard right. some we heard some rumors afterwards that there were a few copies on ebay that were that were I don't know how true it was, but uh, I, I couldn't find any. They but. were up there. <laughs> Ignore the username Pat B nineteen eighty two. That didn't. That didn't. What? Huh? Who's? Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm looking at these shiny new pieces here. These were not in the original collection that we tried out. Uh, what, what's what's going on, man? You've been making design choices now. A few just a few enhancements. minor enhancements here for. Uh, we're we've got a, a special edition that we're that we're doing right now mm-hmm. uh, that we're going to unleash. We got some a few pre-orders going on right now, but. Um, Primarily for Gen Con, uh, and all of these pieces are rather than than painted and uh, you know baked enamel, mm-hmm. we've plated and finished in fine metals such as silver, copper, uh, gold finish, and black nickel, and they are gorgeous. Are you boys going fancy on us? Is that, is that what's going on here? It's all about fancy, man. It is fancy. Uh-huh. Dragons deserve. They like to hoard. You know, treasure. They wine. What what better way to pay tribute to their love of treasure than to make the dragon itself treasure? Did you, did you, you uh, fly this by Wizards of the Coast? Because I'm sure D and D folks would. Uh... Because we use a dragon in a game. They don't own dragons. <laughs> no, no, you, you got, you got. They gold, own a lot of gold things. dragons, copper dragons, silver dragons. These are all very D and D themed. Those are uh, actual. D&D those are dragons. also things that existed outside of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, I believe in Arthurian legends and <laughs> Middle uh, European history. Yes. It's also, a color. if there's a contention, I'm. We didn't at call them chromatic, and we didn't call them Tiamat, and Bahamut, <laughs> but those t- those names too. Hey, we all know the greatest dragon is Puff. Yeah. No, well, the greatest is, dragon is Spyro. We, I, I, I think we do well with them. They do well with us. Everybody loves dragons right now, and I think most of that is probably attributed to Game of Thrones. I think they have spiked the lust oh. for dragons, the oh. love of dragons. And yes, and I'm sure someday we'll eventually see them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've got the new figures. These are going to present it at Gen Con. You glossed over. Yes, Ooh, that is cool. right. So we're uh, we're coming back to Gen Con. Uh, we were there last summer and had a, an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this year we, uh, in addition to having an, uh, a dedicated events table where we're going to be demoing with, I don't know, 150, 200 people, mm -hmm. we got uh, accepted into the Entrepreneur Avenue uh, for independent game companies. And so we have an exhibitor booth in, uh, in the main section there. And again, we're to the second full-scale assault on, uh, <laughs> on being able to sell the games yeah. right to the people that want them. Yeah, it, like, like last year was wonderful. The conventions have been really wonderful and fun for us. Like we really lucked out with PAX, getting pulled into the Indie Mega booth as well as our own section. Like we've been getting a lot of love from the conventions. And Gen Con last year was awesome because they put us pretty much dead center, right, right like every entry point we were like right in the center lane. We had our two tables. Nice. And we there taking tickets, giving people water, yeah, uh, directing yeah. them to exits. Well, no, it just like as you come in, it was just kind of a straight shot through mm -hmm. into the room. Like, you know, we were like the little engine that could because there's kind of a sea of settlers of Catan and, you know, D&D &D games everywhere. And then our little table right in the middle. So it's like people would come over and play their game, but then they would see us. And then we just have a constant flow of traffic. So we're, we're pretty excited to come back. What, what would you attribute <clears throat> that that type of uh, success, that that attraction to the game? Because when you look from my from mm -hmm. my perspective, when I first saw it, it's fairly simple looking. You have a standard grid, you have these uh, singular pieces, and then you have these uh, dragon roofs. I forgot what they were called, but the caves. The caves. Yeah. I and think... and that's essentially it. Whereas you go to a game that um, a little bit more complex. Uh, as far as the physicality of it, uh -huh. like Monopoly, and everyone knows how to play Monopoly, no, but there's way don't. more have, pieces. To this day, never completed a game of Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an advantage we have over Monopoly. You can complete a game huh. in an hour. I'd say like a typical dra uh, Dragoon game is probably like between 30 minutes and an hour. Huh. And, and I'd say that the, the simplified, the initially simplifying look of the game where it doesn't have too many pieces in play. There isn't mm. there isn't that much in a way of setup and there isn't that much uh, there on the board to sort of pay attention to, whereas there's like writing on all sorts of these mm -hmm. different spaces for many different uh, types of uh, mm. board games where in each square will have like its own event or something like that. Yours is very straightforward and, and streamlined. The yep. It looks, uh, at least from the board that we saw and we were able to play with, mm -hmm. the cloth board, uh, by the way, yeah, very nice cloth touch. board I think yep. is a big, uh, and I think this was, you know, talking with Jake, wanted something to make it feel unique and really like a like immersive experience. A cloth board, it just when you look at it, when you unfurl it, it feels like it's got that look, like would you say of like a treasure map, yeah, like from a fantasy setting, yep. like mm -hmm. it's it, it looks aged. It looks like it looks some. It's somehow more real. Like and and having something cloth versus like the vinyl or the paper, the kind of the postery substances that some uh, mats might use. One, it's a little more durable. Um, and if you do get the occasional coffee or maybe soda stain on it, machine it's one, washable, machine washable. <laughs> yeah. Or or you know it's like uh, you can my, blow your like, nose my, on the game board. My buddy Austin <laughs> uh, would say with his D and D character sheets, the sheet gets a little more personality when it gets some stains. Like it kind of adds to it. When if you get if you were to get a stain on it, the kind of it stains makes it are just your discretion. Looks, it looks <laughs> it makes it seem a little more uh, like like a relic. You know, and, and and having the cloth, we had that little machine edged around it that looks, it's intentionally made to look a little frayed on the side, so it looks 
it just looks like a piece, like an artifact that had been passed I'm on. I'm glad you all went in that direction. I remember I suggested uh, balsa wood, because then you could fold it into a plane and just kind of send it off. That would seem like the wrong approach for a game about dragons. I'm just, right. I think you made the right decision. Yeah. And the other thing is, I mean, you know, we, we went with, we ended up choosing some of these, you know, different materials and uh, and, and pieces and the, the look of them and everything. and. Um, and it, it did a, a really fantastic job of like of, of catching people's attention. Yes, because mm-hmm. it wasn't really something people had seen before, uh, and and it it brought a lot of people in to to examine it. Like, oh, what's this? Yeah, I want to look at this. I want to I want to see what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And once they get into actually playing the game, very quickly they're picking it up and they're having a really great time. Uh, the the mechanics behind the game, uh, I you know I designed it specifically so that it would be very inclusive. Um, so there wouldn't be a, a very intimidating learning curve, uh, you know, pitting against somebody who played it before where you're like, oh, well, I'm never going to win because this person has yeah. played it 20 times and the this is my first time. The game is very well balanced. And that's something that, that for me as the guy that's little on the more on the novice side when it comes to board games and our group of friends, mm-hmm. this game is very well balanced where somebody could be ahead because they played it before. But with cards, they, they give that, that, that great X factor that somebody that has played this a lot isn't just going to des- destroy the game. And you might be up 20 gold, but then a couple rounds later, that person's behind five. And, it, and that, I think that's a really fun thing because it keeps people invested because so many times of the game, you get a blowout and you just give up. You're like, well, screw this. I'm, I'm dead, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got the, you know, one extreme of, of games. You've got chess, which, you know, you're, it's 100% strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you take a novice player, put him against a chess master. There's, there's only one outcome. You know, the novice is not going to win. Uh, there's no luck. And, you know, you've got the, the opposite of that, which is, you know, maybe a card game like War. You know, you're Where just... just luck. You're just flipping a card... And random chance will determine the entire outcome. Mm-hmm. And the games that, that I've loved and I've played with my family and my friends, and, and the games that, that get a lot of replayability, uh, are are a really great blend of those two. You know, games like Carcassonne or Settlers of Catan, mm-hmm. where you know there's a, there is a really hell, heavy uh, element of, of strategy involved, but there's so much is is determined by the roll of the dice or yeah. just random chance, and so you don't feel even when you lose, like, oh man, I'm really bad at this. This yeah. wasn't very fun at all. Like, you have a great time even losing. At least I do. No, <laughs> I no, lose I, a lot. Which, which games should be? Because too often, I think this is what we were when we were hanging out earlier. Having some of us were hanging out having dinner. Yeah. Too often, games have a very poor binary way: win, lose, and like you're either happy or you're sad. You're defeated. And mm-hmm. games are supposed to be to have fun. That is the that is the clear objective of a game. Why do we play games? To engage, have fun. And like Jake was saying, this is something that I didn't win this time, and that, and but I'm going to win, or I won these other times. It keeps you invested. You want to play again because you're having fun even when you lose. Mm-hmm. Or especially that's, when you lose, because sometimes that can be hilarious. That's like, the key right there. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that was that was the because you're crushing, and then you get what you deserve because you destroyed your buddies for a couple of rounds, and then they got you. And you're like, yeah, I, fair I, enough. I think it is uh, the big thing with that, and and what makes it so uh, uh, attracts people is the fact that the strategy uh, mm-hmm. that players can develop is very intuitive. So yeah. it has that very easy kickoff. Uh, you know, a couple of rounds in. 
everyone kind of understands the intricacies of the game. They yeah. may not know the full depth, but they know enough where they can start strategizing very, exactly. very quickly. And, and I think that was what we're going to say oh, about just, with packs or well, really just teams. the the more the more you play it and the more you get into it, the the, the deeper into the strategy you can get. So there's yeah. there's a lot of complicated choices that you can make. Mm-hmm. Even on uh, you know a quick glance, it's like oh well, this is a it's a very light luck based sort of game. But like and a lot of people like that about it. But there is a, a lot of depth to it that um, that you know a lot of people are. are are discovering now, which is which is fantastic. Oh, dude, I'm jazzed, man. Okay, so give us the uh, give us the uh, the quick and dirty. Like, what advances or updates or improvements are you bringing to Gen Con? Uh, really, the the biggest uh, updates and advancements are are with the 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 color and the plating of the pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is is pretty much the same. But what we're doing right now is uh, in we're working pretty heavily on the first round of expansions. So we're, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of playtesting, which has been really, really awesome to get back into. Um, and we're uh, we're set to we're, we're planning to do another Kickstarter for uh, the first few rounds of expansions. And again, that's going to increase the players from from two to four, mm-hmm. which is what it is right now, up to a fifth and a sixth playable character. Nice. Um, and those is a bit of an asymmetric play style. So there's going to be a, a human rogue character that you can play in it. Plays differently than uh, than the dragons, but there's also a barbarian. Oh, nice! Um, you get a human character who plays with his foot, and a barbarian who's whose like objective is to chew and 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 like devour the board as you play. Yeah. Okay, oh. so I'm just a regular Jagoff user. I'm not familiar with games, but I'm really interested. How can I get the inside information? Can I find you guys online? Are you on Facebook? On Twitter? On Instagram? On MySpace? On Black Planet on Mihente.com. So We're on that. everything except the last three. <laughs> <laughs> I might be on MySpace too. You I think be. two of us are probably. I think Jake and I are, are still on MySpace. I think oh, that's. Geez. You got to live in the now, man. It's all about Friendster. That's that's the Garage Band <laughs> days right there. Playdragoon.com. That's the best way to find us on uh, on just online. It's our yeah, website. It's got everything on. There. And uh, it's got links to our, our different social medias. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. And uh, we will we'll be announcing in a few short weeks, uh, once Gen Con kind of wraps up, when people will be able to pre-order this, uh, this latest special edition uh, plated set version. Cool, cool. Now, all right, one final question. Um, I got to know, is one of these expansions the version where instead of a dragon, you play a shark that shoots a crossbow, that shoots guns, that shoots flaming knives uh, as, your, as your primary attack? Um... Yes. Yes. yes that, 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 that's that's, that's in development. That's in the R and D phase. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, um, fellas. Thank you very much. Want to thank Lay Waste Games. Dragon. You got You got You got that, That's got to be a soundbite. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Do we? Uh, do we mention the the sound component with the game? Sound Our, component. Well, the game. Uh, is it Aural? What's the? Erasma. There's an there's a, an app called Erasma that we use to uh, to incorporate sound effects for all the cards. So you can. Uh, so if you have already got the game, or you're going to get the game, don't forget to get Arasma and then download Dragoon uh, sounds for that, which will interact with your cards and play sound effects like dragons roaring or fire or music. Oh man! All right, so no more. My dragon sounds like. <laughs> All right, so playdragoon.com. Thank you. Cool. Thank you, fellas. All right, now Johnny, what do you got for us, man? Later. All right, so I played this uh, free-to-play. TCG game called Star Crusade. They call it CCG. 
Uh, it's a collectible card game, tradable card game. They're, they go one in hand. It's a multiplayer type of game. I mean, the best things to say, it's Hearthstone, but in space. So it's like StarCraft, Hearthstone. Star, uh, Hearthstone, Hearth, Hearthcraft. Star, Star, Hearth, Hearth. Hearth. It's Hearthstone Craft. Hearthstar. It's Hearthstone Craft, dude. We're going with that one. Hearthstone Craft. Hearthstone Craft stone. Uh, um, there's, so, unlike Hearthstone, there's where it has classes for each of the different sort of faction-y things that you can play as. This one has uh, factions, but there's only six of them. But they're kind of different. Uh, there's there's literally an alien race that's kind of like, I got the Zerg vibe from it. So, I mean, they're definitely barring from some areas. There's a very Terran type of race where you're raising up foot so, uh, foot soldiers as your cards to play in. And, uh equipping them out and stuff like that. Those seem uh, to be the generic, the general two that you always find. Is there any incentive to play one over the other? Oh, yeah. Each each of these uh, particular uh, factions, they all definitely play different from one another, and that difference really plays into the the card pool. So just like Hearthstone, each faction has their own pool of cards, and then there's this universal neutral pool of cards that uh, as you're building a deck, you can draw from. So mm -hmm. very uh, people who've played Hearthstone this should sound very familiar because it is very familiar, right down to uh, the mana. So, you, you know, the mana you gain in Hearthstone is one per turn. Unlike other card games like Magic, where you have to build the deck with mana as a consideration, mm -hmm. uh, this one you don't have to do that. It's automatic every turn. You get, a, you get an additional mana, but it's not called mana. It's called supply, but it's the same thing. Yeah, potato, potato. Potato, potato, exactly. You even have the... Um, the hero power equivalent that Hearthstone has. So, I mean, it's really, really a clone of the same game. They did add some extra layers of depth. They have uh, two things in particular, which is this energy system that ties into the game where it's sort of an added cost that you can uh, add as you're playing a particular card mm -hmm. uh, that has an energy cost. You play and there's additional effects that would go along with it. Uh, and there's also this module system and the module system plays into the deck building where you can further customize uh, your particular deck that you're playing by essentially socketing in a module mm -hmm. uh, and these different you have these default modules that everyone starts off with and then you get these additional modules that can change up the behavior kind of like a, like a passive in magic I would call it an enchantment Mm. Or, or an aura that they call it in, in magic. Yeah, um, you get the uh, you get the boost based on your uh, based on your uh, specific skills there. Yep. Uh, I played this back at PAX, and at least this much wasn't available. Uh, is this a recent development, or was this just always in the works that you had to unlock? This was in there. Uh, so the modules weren't immediately obvious, and also it's definitely something you have to unlock way later on because when you first start the game you get the default modules, and all the default modules do is just generate mana for you. Okay, uh, so or, new sorry, energy for you. So new players shouldn't just expect to have all this at their disposal. Right, right. And um, just like Hearthstone, you're you're open up, opening up a pack, and, and you have to spend real money for these, or you uh, acquire the, the gold equivalent uh, over time as you're playing through <clears throat> matches and uh, completing quests and things like that. It's very straightforward, very much everything that you would uh, expect in Hearthstone is in this, except it's of a lesser quality. Not all the features in in more um, well put together games and, and games that are, have been out already for multiple years like Hearthstone. Mm -hmm. um, so not everything is in place. It's still a game that is er in early access, uh, but you can 
uh, pick it up and try it right now. It's available on Steam. It's, uh, like I said, free to play. Now, I got to mention that some of the... The computer kicked their ass. Yeah, we know. Don't worry there. <laughs> some of the bundles that they have on here are pretty ridiculously priced. Uh, ridiculous good or ridiculous bad? Oh, the DLC. I didn't check out the DLC, but I, so I'm not sure if this DLC is actually part... It's, it's just additional cards that you get. Uh, because uh, I got a hold of, um, I guess, a representative from this company, and they sent me, uh, like, I don't know, it was like 300 or 500 packs, card packs, to open up. Just, like, they flipped the switch. I had a bunch of packs so I could, like, go in-depth with the customization of the decks, mm -hmm. but I didn't even open up all the all the decks because it was just kind of boring. Like, the, the visual effects are... It's a, it's a game that's in progress, so... Video game-wise, visual effects, it's going to be less than what you'd find in Hearthstone. There's not as much personality, not as much humor. Not to say that Hearthstone is the greatest thing since less spread, because I quit Hearthstone. Um, yeah, I had bread that was unsliced. <laughs> it was just as good. There's, I don't know what they're getting at. I, I would say if you're interested in a game that is like Hearthstone but has more depth, this is definitely a game for you, but it doesn't go that far. If you want a more balanced and way more in-depth card game uh card you know ccg video game card game thing you should probably check out a game called duelist that's definitely the most impressive card game that i've seen because it's not a hearthstone clone it's not following the book it's very very different i would definitely recommend that one that one's also free to play uh but this one it's not bad it's just not hearthstone and it's trying so hard to be hearthstone all right um so this one fails at being hearthstone but on its own merits would you say still play it, wait till they complete the sucker, then play it? Like, don't even bother? No, it's, it's, it's worth playing and checking out, uh, but I highly doubt you'll, you'll be interested, anyone would find interest in it for an extended period of time. And also, uh, it, because it's in early access and you have to really pay money to, for any CCG, it's, it can be costly if you try to invest into it. Alright, so you heard the man. Hold off on uh, the pseudo-Hearthstone, or just play the original. Um, okay, that was Star Crusade. Just Johnny, want to thank you for just the review. Yep. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to link these things. It's been a long day. Alright, bear with me. Alright, but no, thank you very much, uh, Johnny. It's Star Crusade. Johnny says pass. What are you going to do? Um, want to thank Layways Gang for joining us. Thank, thank you. you. Want to thank DJ Herbie Herb. Woo! Uh, yep. And your protege whose name we didn't get. That is Willow. Hey, Willow. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. All right. And want to thank you all for listening to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. Catch us every no Monday nights, 9 p.m. here on WEMFradio.com. And also, if you heard anything on tonight's show you want to chime in on, lay uh, in your two cents, you can hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Or also just hit us up on the actual site, geek-down.com for the latest. And I'm finally updating the damn thing. I apologize for the hiatus. <laughs> we, had, we, we had an issue where um, you, ha you couldn't really see the site on mobile devices. That's mostly taken care of right now. Uh, so feel free to check us out on your iPhones and your Androids too. And we will catch you all next week. Oh, excuse me, Monday nights uh, right here on WEMFradio.com. 9 p.m. as always. And until then, I want to remind you cats, be excellent to each other. Peace. Listen back to any WEMF broadcast at WEMFradio.com slash podcast. Listen back anytime, anywhere, using your digital database, computer, meme, or whatever. Yeah. Dub, 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 dub.
Yeah, 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 yeah.